Welcome back to Views from Third Man. For those of you who are first-time listeners, this is a cricket podcast where we look at the events in world cricket from a fan's point of view. And cricket fans, especially young children, would be delighted to look at what happened in Australia a couple of years ago. It's the peak cricket cricketing season, December, January. And look at what happened. The Sheffield Shield matches got pushed aside to make way for the Big Bash League, a fun Australian T20 league that kids like to watch in their holidays. Look what's happening this year in England. The county matches are being pushed aside, England being the home of traditional test match cricket. County matches getting pushed aside to make way for the 100 and the T20 blast. And now an even bigger sign. There is a fully fledged Indian tour of England with 25 test match players on that tour to play the World Test Championship final in a five match test series in the home of cricket and at the same time there's talks of another squad going down to Sri Lanka not in India A squad an official India squad with players like Shikhar Dhawan and Bhuvneshwar Kumar in that squad playing an official Sri Lanka team with their official national captain captaining that side as well Is this a sign of things to come? Keep in mind it's not a battle between test match cricket and white ball cricket. White ball cricket of course being the format that's going to take the game forward and test match cricket being the format that people get that people enjoy the most and really is the traditional way in which people play cricket that is the most enjoyable for fans after they get introduced to the game. It's not a versus contest. It's a way to make the game move forward in difficult times. multiple teams for single nations and it's very interesting because australia have tried this in the past and it was met with a little bit of backlash because australia doesn't have the bench strength that a couple of other teams have but let's look at the example of a team like the west indies their test team is almost entirely different from their t20 team the only player that overlaps in those two teams is one jason holder but everybody else players in the west indian test team rakim cornwall joshua de silva don't even aren't even in consideration for the T20 side where somebody like a Kyron Pollard or an Andre, an Andre Russell would not be in talks to make the test team so is this a sign of things to come there's a couple of reasons why i think that is and the first of those of course is the bio bubble look at india's tour of england India is going to be in England for the 108 days plus 14 days of quarantine before leaving. They've in fact already left, so that span of time is completed. And they're only going to be playing cricket for 30 days. For fully fledged international tours, national teams may not end up playing that much cricket. Now that means that leagues and small leagues, not just the IPL or the Big Bash, but somebody like a league like the CPL or the PSL or the GT20 in Canada, could all of a sudden become very big and almost take precedence for. players over international cricket because the bio bubble restrictions may not be as severe so because of that could we see a scenario where league cricket takes precedent over international cricket or where white ball cricket takes precedent over test cricket and is the solution having multiple teams there's a couple of reasons why having multiple teams may be the best solution and the first of course is the bench strength the teams have like we said a team like the west indies has almost a completely different side so you can have west indies playing international cricket and somebody like an andre russell going to the psl or kyron pollard playing t20 leagues winning titles left right and center west indies have shown that it is possible england for example have a pretty 
decent amount of bench strength with Ben Stokes, Josh Butler, and Sam Cousin, maybe Jofra Archer being the only players who'd get picked in all three formats. Even New Zealand have a similar situation where really you're looking at a situation where Trent Bolt and Kane Williamson are the only two players playing all three formats regularly. And India now, with the recent tour of Australia and the players who have come through to, through the IPL, have enough resources to field two national teams. It was said a couple of years ago that T20 cricket and international leagues would be the saviour of our game. But now it seems more and more likely that multiple national teams will perform that role of keeping international cricket and ICC events alive. And that's because of a couple of reasons. The first and the most obvious one is the long bio-bubbles. India is going to be in England for over the 100 days. The mental health of players, as stated by many Australian players and the captain of the Indian cricket team, Virat Kohli, has been become a huge concern for various teams all over the world and cricket boards have to keep that in mind before scheduling tours because frankly if players aren't in a good mental state they may not go and perform so you don't want that to affect the quality of cricket and players may even start pulling out. Zavi Chandan Ashwin pulled out of the IPL to spend more time with his family. Somebody like Rishabh Pant or the Washington Sundar was in a bio bubble for almost 9 months from the beginning of IPL 2020 till the end of the England tours before IPL 2021. So it's pretty important for players to get necessary breaks and fielding multiple national sites could be the solution to giving somebody like a Virat Kohli or somebody like a Rohit Sharma some time off. Now, obviously with bio-bubbles also, you can't have cricket 24-7 round the clock like you did before bio-bubbles were the thing. So, broadcasters and television rights then come into play as well, where if you can feel multiple national sites, you can keep the fans happy with multiple and large amounts of cricket content. You can keep players happy as more players get the opportunity to play for their international side or even in leagues if they choose to do so. And broadcasters now all of a sudden get to show different nations playing different nations at different points of time and different teams taking the field, which sparks more interest in the eyes of fans. So it's good for broadcasters, it's good for boards, it's good for players, and most importantly, it's good for the fans. But it's good for cricket as a sport as well, and that's because of one main reason. There's an emergence of a big four in cricket, with India, England, New Zealand and Australia forming that big four. Teams like Sri Lanka have tapered off ever since the 2015 World Cup. South Africa have tapered off since the year 2018. You can really trace it back to the Champions Trophy of 2017. Pakistan is now starting to see some green shoots and so is the West Indies. But Bangladesh also seem to be tapering off a little bit. And frankly, it's good for these teams if they keep playing the big four, as we said, if, if Bangladesh or Sri Lanka keep playing India, the quality of their players will only improve and that will increase the competitivity one sees in ICC events. Associate nations could also get to play better sides and increase their quality of teams. It said that the T20 World Cup in the next cycle of ICC events starting 2024 onwards could see 20 nations playing. But if there's only five or six in real contention for the title, then there's really no point in having that entire process and having so many nations involved. So, for example, the next time India tours South Africa in December of 2021, you could have another Indian team playing Zimbabwe at the exact same time. India could be playing a test in New Zealand and two days later, you could have another Indian team playing the West Indies or Sri Lanka in a T20 series. 
every time australia go to england there could be another australian team playing ireland and scotland at the same time not only does this increase the depth in cricket it also gives associate nations and other nations the chance to have the opportunities to display their talents on the international stage the night riders organization which owns the trinbago night riders and the kolkata night riders has recently made an investment in usa cricket as well so the next time the new zealand tours the west indies or england tours the west indies or india tours the west indies wouldn't it be so exciting to see a match where virat kohli is captaining against the captain of the united states is cricket team or hong kong's cricket team i mean the opportunities are just endless so I do think it's a sign of things to come. It could be the savior of our game, but cricketing schedules are going to look very different in the near future. It's exciting to think about the possibilities, but it's important to note that players are still humans, and boards are not superhuman entities that can just pull off anything. So, though one should get excited, one should also know it's going to be a long time before something like this fully gets enforced in world cricket. This podcast was created on Hubhopper Studio. If you wish to start your own podcast for free, visit www.hubhopperstudio.com. The link is in the description of the podcast. Hubhopper is India's leading podcast creation platform. Start your podcast with Hubhopper Studio and get your voice heard across platforms like Spotify, Ghana, Google Podcast, Wink Music and more. Click on the link in the episode description or visit www.hubhopperstudio.com. Views from Third Man has been operating from Hubhopper Studio for over a year now. Now, do have to say that out of all the platforms that I've used so far, Hubhopper Studio is the most accessible one and the easiest to use. So, guys, if you want to start your own podcast, go check out Hubhopper Studio.